cool because I usually hear the voices in my head all the time. So, yeah, so it, gets, it gets difficult. It gets, <laughs> it gets out of control. Yeah. An illusion, jackass. <laughs> it's the nightmare world. Just off the shit I read, man. Yeah, sometimes. All right. All right. Well, you can hear him good, though, right? Yeah, like, I can if hear If you him. start talking, he can, Mark, you can hear him? Yeah. So I could probably come back yeah, a little bit more that way. I got you, man. All right. And so we'll just Ooh. look at Chris's pretty face. I'll just make that into a uh, large screen here. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Where's the Hawaiian shirt today, man? Dotson. Dotson, we got Dotson. We got Dotson here. See, no one cares. No one cares. <laughs> I right. care, Chris. I care. Me. Will you do it for me? The mixer. Whoa. <laughs> well. Oh, wait. How did, how did it start? <laughs> well, luckily, we got a good old. No, great job, McGarnagal. Little Billy's dead. Let us throw it ear to ear. It's like, hey, I'm eating my lunch. <laughs> uh, all right, let's uh, go ahead and let me know when you hit the record button. I've been hit recording the, the whole time. You've been recording the whole time? Oh, oh now it finally it's flipped. Be a fun cold, cold open. It flipped back on you, man. I'm used to you doing this shit. Yeah, right? Like, <laughs> I usually try to trick Mark. Chris got me this time. So, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, welcome to an all-new issue of Comics and Change. I'm your host, Sergio Sanchez. And this is MJ caught totally off guard, apparently. Yeah. And joining us from sunny, hot SoCal, California. Very hot. The Kaiju Kingdom's own... Oh, that's, uh, that's uh, I'm, uh, yes, I'm Chris Eaton. Hi. <laughs> now, now, the more enthusiastic opening that there ever was one. Yes, um, yeah. So a little anticlimactic, but so if yes. you guys are listening right now, uh, last week we were talking about good old Comic Con. It happened last weekend. All the good news and joy that came out of that. The fucking we paradise. talked a little bit about some of the things that we enjoyed. Yeah. about it, or that we heard about it, but Chris was actually there. He was at Ground Zero. I was. I, was. Uh, I think enough time has passed. And uh, so, I, I I always, me and Chris have been friends for years. Comic-Con um, was introduced at, to me as our mecca back in the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, he wanted to come on and tell us about, you know, his thoughts about Comic-Con, because Chris is very vocal this year about Comic-Con and uh, Hollywood not being involved in it and Hollywood saying that without us, Comic-Con will fail. Oh, this is going to be an interesting episode. Yeah. So, um... Well, <laughs> I don't know if it was so much as Hollywood saying it was going to fail without them, but there was a lot of people saying Comic-Con was going to fail without them. And my response to that is, how does it feel to be wrong all the time? Well, sir... I don't like it. <laughs> I think uh, I think there's <laughs> uh, I think there's like a majority of the people who thought like uh, I- I'm personally with you on this one. Like I think Hollywood staying out of the con was a lot better. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's get back to the bootlegging. I think they highly underestimated <laughs> Kurt. <man. laughs> let's get back to the bootlegging. <laughs> um, like, oh, joking, like. I miss those days, dude. Like when you went down to Comic Cons, and yeah. like we were talking about this oh. before, MJ, when we would go down there and you'd pick up, like, I mean, me and Chris, dude, hardcore spoilers, we're gonna do it. 
Um, we were talking about this over the air. We were talking about how Chris at was it at Comic Con that you picked up Battle Royal? It was. It was Comic Con two thousand. Comic Con actually no, it was Comic Con two thousand one because Battle Royal came out in two thousand. So, okay, so by the time we got to con, the boots yeah. I got yes. So, so yeah. I bought, yeah, I bought that and Godzilla versus Mega Gears from from a tape trader there, and <laughs> that's yeah. how it got passed. The guy's like, "Hey, I'm you know, you buy two, I'll cut you a deal." And I'm like, "Well, let's see what this battle royal movie's all about." That I you know I heard online it was a gem, and it got passed around like a joint at a concert. To every a, person that I know. I mean, let me say, yeah. let me just say, we passed that video to the right hand side. All right. Yeah. That's what we did. That by, thing got passed around. Oh. By the end of my school, by the end of my junior year, just about every dude, the guys who I didn't even know, had watched that tape. It was like, it, it was odd because, you know, around that time, you know. Yeah. Things like porn and stuff would get passed around. We're like, oh, did you see this? Like, but no, no, this was like a movie, and everyone's like, dude, do you do you got that movie with all the Japanese kids killing each other? I'm like, yeah. So like, can I borrow it? I'm like, better bring it back. Yeah, it oh. was uh, the, Battle Royal. Yeah, the... that Battle Royal. Yeah. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Like, my mind went all over the place, but yeah, dude, that's like one of my favorite fucking movies. Yeah, I even so, read the manga adaption. So, so talking mm-hmm. about like. You know, bring reeling this back in really quick to Comic Con. And that's what I was saying like, bring back your bootlegs because, like, that's <laughs> where we first got that. Because, like, had it not been for that, we wouldn't have seen Battle Royal for, oh, God, probably many years later. Yeah. Um, but that, that was like one of the cool things. Is, like, I mean, I'm not trying to condone bootlegging or down or illegal downloading or anything. I why, mean, why, why are you winking? Because everybody does it. <laughs> everybody does it. Air quotes. But, <laughs> yeah, that was the thing at the time, and it, and it was every sculptman does it. <laughs> yeah, so, it's like ugh. I um, I get it. So you're talking about like how people used to bring like shit we couldn't get here in America from Japan, and they would like Japanese not, not, versions. Not, and not stuff? just that though, like people. This is back before a time before DVDs and um, seasons of stuff were like readily available. Yeah, so yeah. you would go and get like the entire what I don't know, Chris season of He Man Masters of the Universe. Yeah, it was like the only way you could get like some guy get that the, recorded it. Wow, the Star Wars Christmas special, which was like the eighth. <laughs> Ninth generation I, copy of it, the Fantastic Four movie, yeah, the Roger Corman Gordon. one. Um, you would find like all the big one of the big things was all like the Turkish knockoffs from the seventies and eighties, <laughs> and then Godzilla bootlegs. So anything coming out of Japan, pretty much, yeah. yeah the nineties and two thousands were a dark time for stuff getting you know proper releases, right? So, so you would go. And that that's and that was my main thing every Comic Con since I started going, since my dad introduced me to them was like, Oh, there are guys that sell tapes and you know, a lot of times they'd be subbed and you know, subbed enough that you can understand what's going on in them. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm remembering and, something. Yeah. 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 Uh, and I would go and they would always do them in the nice like you would know the nice dealers that would bother to buy the the hard clamshell cases for them. And yeah. uh, they would make teeny little yeah. custom covers for them. Some of them were real oh, nice. Yeah. Some of them were real yeah, dainty. Some of them were, uh, yeah, like I, I remember your Battle Royal one wasn't that great. 
It looked no, bad. no, it was patched well, together. But most of your Godzilla <laughs> stuff that you had was really good. Yeah, well, it helped that there was like VHS covers that they could just you know color Xerox and put them in there. Yeah, they just printed like the uh, the poster. Yeah, the movie. I mean, it would make sense. Godzilla's more. Oh, what were you gonna say, MJ? Oh, okay. Uh, I remember something like that because uh, my ex brother in law would go around the country for the Navy, and uh-huh. he ended up in like areas like that, like Hong Kong and stuff. And he would bring back legit DBZ figures before they hit the shelves here in America. Like, oh, oh yeah, was, like and that was the other. Thing oh yeah, Comic Con was another for that. And then like prices weren't insane where they're at now. Yeah. Um, no, so, no. Ironically, was, less competition, but the prices were were um, were I lower. Yeah. yeah, and now and then, there's more competition. The prices uh, are higher. Yeah, and then circa 2000, I think I believe it was 2004, 2005. Yeah, I don't know, but you know, Sir discovered a thing called hentai, and that was a game changer. I never so, knew what hentai was, and I think well. that's all but gone out of there. Now. I think 2003 was the first <laughs> year we did. We did the four day, and mm-hmm. um, and I was I, that, that trip. That trip. So <laughs> this is back when you can get two rooms. So we oh, got yeah. two because there was five of us. So there was uh, a year I took Sergio, and then Sergio was gone for a year. So I took my friends Freddie and Jeff, and then uh, the year after uh, Freddie couldn't go, so his brother Eddie took his place. And then I said, I decreed, we shall do all four days. There was no preview night at the time. There and, wasn't? <clears throat> no. I, I thought it was batch pickup day. We can go in for a little bit. Um, I, I don't think that had started yet. Yeah, I think preview night started the day, two, I want to say 2004. I think that's when that started. Okay. I just remember going to one of them. So Yeah. But the first year we did more than... Um, a day because it would be just like a day trip you pick a day go down yeah um the time sergio and i went uh we we rolled in we had like five hours yeah Yeah. we just did a half day chris's mom my boss my boss was being an asshole wouldn't give me the whole day off so (laughs) yeah so my mom was actually going down there that day so she's you know she had to work down there so she's like look um I gotta be back home by five anyway. You gotta be back to work by five. Like, I'll, you can just ride down with me, and I'll pick you up. So, <clears throat> rolled down there, walked the whole floor. We had like maybe like five hours, you know, to that was do my stuff. First convention. That was the first time going to one of those. That yeah. Was my first yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I I told him like this is not this is this is you know this will set the bar way too high. Yeah, and, and it also did. way too low. Yeah. Well, okay, so like let's explain why it set the bar high. First of all, first of all, the gimme bags, dude. Just getting mm-hmm. into the convention, you got a bunch of shit in your gimme bag. You got like stickers and stuff you can put on your car. Uh we're still in high school, so like notebooks. Yeah. Um what like whatever you wanted, right? And then you got like posters. And I'm not talking about the rinky dink fucking oh, we printed these off of a fucking twelve by twelve piece of paper <laughs> fucking posters. No, you got like actual like movie type know, posters. Movie type posters. Uh so like it was freaking awesome. And they were free. And then like signings, like I think me and Chris like were able to wander around. Like, dude, it was just people signing. Like this wasn't the whole you know, you're what Chris is accustomed to now, or is it like you stand in line, you get your ticket, then you get a chance to meet the guy to go fucking meet the guy who met the guy to sign this thing. Like, so it was pretty fucking awesome and mind-blowing for someone who went to a Comic-Con for the first time. Yeah. It was pretty awesome. And, and I enjoyed it. 
and here's the most important thing. You couldn't get into a panel, so you wandered into another panel and discovered something. Yeah. Do you want to tell that story, Sergio? Um, I mean, if you'll help me pick up the pieces, I forget. So what happened was we, it, it was about like we were killing another like half hour before Chris's mom showed up. Yeah. We had an adventure to try to get into a panel. And we couldn't get into it. Yeah, it's Kevin like, Smith. Uh, yeah. It was your favorite guy. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we missed it and they weren't letting anyone else in. Um, so we're like, damn, that sucks. And they're like, whatever. And I think by this point, Chris, hadn't you already been like really into Kevin Smith for a while? So like you weren't really that bummed out on it, but I was kind of, yeah, like, I, I'd, I'd seen him a few yeah. times and I already met yeah. him, but it was like, Oh, so, like, you know, we can go, you know, watch. he was, this is before ballroom 20 or big, you know, or hall H even existed. Right. So he was in big so, six. Like, was, yeah. So like, he was like, kind of like, well, I'll take search to go see, you know, Kevin Smith, the surgeon's never mm-hmm. seen him. But, and Chris had been introducing me little by little to like movies like, you know, I've watched Mall Rats when I was younger, but yeah. then he was introducing to me like Dogma and then to like all the other Kevin Smith stuff. And yeah. this is like circa right around the year, an evening when Kevin Smith had came out. <laughs> yeah. So, so we were, uh, I was like gung ho to go see that, but we got churned down. So we start wandering the halls and we wander into a room that's showing cartoons. And we're like, fuck it. We only have like half hour to kill before your mom shows up. So we sit down. Not knowing, I, I think Chris knew it was a panel. I didn't really know what the hell it was. No, I didn't know what it was either. I had no idea. So we just we went in blind. Showing this cartoon, right? Because like when we walked in, it was already the lights were down. We took our seats. There was nobody on the stage because usually like they'll introduce and then they'll walk off the stage and let you watch the cartoon yeah. or movie, whatever the hell there is they're showing. We sit down, we start watching this cartoon. And me and Chris for the next half hour watched two episodes of this cartoon uh, not two episodes, but two halves, because we'll explain what it is in a second here. Yeah. And we are cracking up hysterically. Like, we can't stop laughing. The whole room is just going insane. Insane laughing. The lights come on, and out steps the fucking guy. And it's fucking, uh, how moves his name, Chris? Jonan Vasquez. Now, I know who Joan, I had known who Jonan really? Vasquez was. Because I was introduced to Johnny the Homicidal Maniac, like, a year before. I'm like... That's that's the I, I turned to him and Sergio was like, Do you know that? I'm like, Yeah, that's the guy that makes Johnny the homicidal maniac. Yeah. And he's like, huh. And I'm like, what's know. he doing here? And he's like, How do you like my show? I'm like, he's got a show. And that's what we just watched. And what was that show, Sergio? It was Invader Zim. So like we we got to see Invader Zim off a whim because we stumbled into a room for the first time before it even went to uh Nickelodeon. And yeah, y'all didn't know y'all were watching no. what would be one of the biggest Nickelodeon cartoons yep. ever. Had no and idea. Not only, not only that, but it was probably the two best episodes they could show. It was yeah. a room with a moose. Yep. And then it was, button. and then right after yep. that it was Bad Bad Rubber Piggy. Yep. Where he keeps throwing the pigs at uh, what's his name, and then every time at the end of the episode they keep fucking dib up, and then yeah. at the end of the episode they just keep adding more armor to the cybernetic. This is breaking in. You can hide, Zim, but you can't hide. (laughs) Yeah, just the the one liners and all the little quirks they had that were just so different at the time. We just, I I remember leaving, and then years later, about, well, maybe it wasn't a year later. It was about a year later, not years later, but a year later when it popped up. Me and Chris were just like dumbfounded by like how we got to like sit in on the ground floor of this. So it was really cool. So, how old were you guys? During all this, 17, 16, 17. 
I think, yeah, Chris is a year older than I am, so. So y'all were high school when this shit happened. Yeah, oh um, yeah, yeah. I had just started work, so I... Chris had um, just started work, but was still in high school. I was still just in high school, not going to high school, Yeah, but going to high school. <laughs> um, Man, so. I really am a late bloomer when it came to all this stuff. Like, hearing you guys talk about this experience, it reminded me of, like, the very first anime convention I went to, because that's what it was. Mm-hmm. And I'm just reminiscing, like, holy shit, I remember my first reaction to all this stuff. So this is going to be a bit of a longer episode because it's a bit of me and Chris going down memory lane with with you here. And then we're going to start talking about – and the reason we're talking about, like, the past of Comic-Con and and because the way I see it is we're talking about it so we can build up what it was to what it's become. And that's where, you know, you can ask questions about, you know, jump in whenever you want. But, like, where's it at now? Like, because back when we were going, you know, you had guys who were camping out, like, night before, day before, for, uh, as Chris mentioned, the aforementioned Hall H, which became where, like, every studio dropped their major news. Like, I mean, right, Chris? And people would camp out there. I mean, hell, you had a bad experience with it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So Hall H came around in 2004. So I remember that specifically because I sauntered in there, I think, for one of the first major panels. This is, like, I remember they're like, hey, big thing, do you want to go in? I'm like, yeah, just go around over there. And I walked in, and I sat down for the Sin City panel. And that's where oh, I wow. saw the first, yeah, the first promo for Sin City. Oh. That's Actually, crazy. I take that back. That might have been 2003 because it was like a year out. So shit, yeah, it might have been 2003. So yeah, they did a giant expansion between uh, 2000 and 2003. They the that convention center was half the size uh, when I was going as a kid, and because it had grown in popularity now. But mind you, at this point, you could still walk up and buy your ticket at the door. Like it hadn't got that insane yet that you right. had to buy it like months out. But even then, there was still a point where you could still mail in your your form for your ticket as long as it was by this point and you were guaranteed a ticket. And then when they went to online sales, that's where the show started selling out. Right. And and, I, and that's how actually we went the first time we went. We didn't uh, get a ticket free. Uh, we just walked through the door. Oh, yep. yep. So like it's a mean, five minute process. You walk upstairs. Yeah. Now it's it's a fucking like month long process. It is. Yeah, you walk upstairs. You give the poor sweaty guy your money. He gives you a badge, and then you just go back downstairs and you walk into the hall. And so, back back in those days, the big booths were big four, which was Marvel, DC, Image, and Dark Horse, and they were in the center of the convention center. Half the convention really center. that big back then though. Was it? Dark Horse, yeah, they were they were one of the. I thought it was one of, coming. Yeah, they were one of the illustrious four, and uh, you had small press. Like Top Cow, right there. Top Cow was Image. Was it with Image at the time? Yeah, yeah. Because I, I just remember them throwing like Witchblade, Darkness, all that stuff. Oh yeah, that's when you're. That that was the the prime year of what what my brother calls the awkward boy boners. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, like when, uh, <laughs> when all that. Yeah, shit like yeah, there, there's a lot of boob showing there. <laughs> so I mean, that's the that's like what I'm trying to say though is like they went mm-hmm. from like these illustrious fucking things um, 
to where where it's at now to where like he said like whereas like now when and the last time I went Marvel DC there they had like a TV yeah <laughs> and <laughs> this like fucking 200 square booth with nothing in it but a TV showing trailers for their upcoming movies and then like four hours out of out of a Saturday they would have the casting crew come up from a show to sign autographs and then they would leave and then it'd be empty again. So it was kind of a letdown, like what Marvel and DC were doing at the time. Well, Sergio, what was the first time you remember camping out waiting for an autograph? Uh, the, Oh yeah, that's a good one. Fuck. Um, waiting for an autograph. I think, dude, you know who I think it was? And it's Mm. so funny. We've been talking about it all week. Yeah. Yeah, I've been calling you like every day after I watch every episode of this show. That was the one I waited for the longest for. And that was when we got to meet the creators from the Venture Brothers. That was a long one. And that was the first year uh, I, I remember I would... waiting for that. The other one, too, that I remember waiting in line for was uh, when we got to meet Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Yeah, that was a, that was that was that was a Sunday morning too. Yeah, and uh, I remember me and you stood in line for that, and we got our hot fuzz t-shirts. And I got hot fuzz t-shirts, and I got Don signed. <laughs> yes, and I got my 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 Shaun of the Dead DVD signed. Uh, and I want actually, I want to say that was the same show. You and I sat at the behind the Marvel booth for nearly two and a half hours. Was that for to, uh, Josh Whedon? That was for Josh Whedon and Sean Cassidy. For Astonishing X-Men. Yep. Yeah, I got my Astonishing X-Men number one signed that year. And that's back when he would they would sign whatever you brought. Like, it didn't matter. You could right. have a sack of shit, and they would yeah. sign it. And so I got thing. my... I had yeah. my copy of Serenity signed, and my copy of Firefly signed, and I'm actually looking at my copy of Astonishing number one signed. And I had my, my cupboard. Here, here's a... Oh, no. You know what? That was 2000... It was 2006 because we also got to meet um, at the Browncoats booth. We got to meet Nathan, uh, Nathan Fillion. Yep. But that same year, uh, after we were done at, in line with, with Josh, there was a sign next to the table for the next signing. And to this day, I'm kicking myself for not doing it because it said, come meet the director of Iron Man. John Favreau, and this was like two years out from oh. Iron Man, and I'm like, the guy from Swingers, uh, I'm good. Yeah, and and I think that's what everybody thought, dude. Who'd have thought, like years later? Yeah, you know, Iron Man. Yeah, because we were in. I remember that year too. We got into Hall H. And we yeah. got into Iron Man. That oh well, hold on, hold on. Oh, okay, yeah. that story again. <laughs> the, when you could get into Hall H, you didn't. You lined up. You would. Oh, yeah. So let's, you know, yeah. you still wait a little, but it wasn't insane quite yet. And we were there. This was two thousand seven. So Hall H. So this is what I would call the first year after the G four era, or at least the oh, start yeah. of the G four. I was on G four. Yeah, yeah, I got pictures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, dude! Back in those days, Olivia Munn was just walking around being harassed by a bunch of fucking fat, sweaty nerds. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he kind of and <laughs> Sergio was Sergio was actually thin back then, yeah. so <laughs> it kind of helped. 
That's what happens with a steady diet of nothing but water and, and construction in the Arizona That's sun does to you. Water and a lot of cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Am I? Yeah. So it's just you know you know you to her right here, man. So. With Olivia Munn's credit, she she was a trooper. So yeah. Um, uh, but no, no, that was the year. So it was 2007, the summer 2007. Transformers had just come out, and Sergio can tell this story in another podcast. But that was the trailer yeah. oh. for Cloverfield. Oh yeah, I, I, and so I'm like, down, I, I got to get in Cloverfield, and yeah, yeah, you know, you'll use your words. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, I got to get into that that Paramount tra- that pa- Paramount panel. So this is yeah. like Hollywood. This was like truly Hollywood's first gangbusters year. Like this was the year they really mm-hmm. started making the impact. Like the show was still the show. You could still walk up. Actually, no. You couldn't walk up anymore at this point. You had to you had to register pre-register before June to get your ticket. So, yeah, um, the show definitely was growing, and but you could still get into stuff like the smaller panels. They had some bigger names. That's where it started getting a little harder. But Hall H, Hall H wasn't exactly filling up yet. It it was um, it would get pretty full because uh, like a year and a half, like the. Back in 2005, I sat in that room all day for Tenacious D, and I had and figured that. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so we're jumping around, but we're real quick. So I tell Sergio, we got to go to this Paramount panel. I got to see they're going to definitely do something with Cloverfield because J.J. Abrams is going to be there, you know, promoting Star Trek because he had just signed on to do Star Trek. And it's a good story. We sat down. Yeah. I think the I think the big pushes that year were. It was Indiana Jones, which wrapped up the panel. It was Star Trek. And I forgot what the other... There was another movie in there I forgot. But the two big things was J.J. comes out early on, shows the Cloverfield trailer, and then says, yeah, we don't have anything ready, but the movie comes out in like six months, so just stay tuned. I'm like, bastard. (laughs) And then J.J. goes, oh, hold on. There's someone else here. This is this wasn't planned. Come on out. And John Favreau comes out. Yep. And he tells everyone, Hey, hey, how's it going, guys? Blah blah blah. Hey, you know, tomorrow, uh, this was a Friday panel, so it's he like Saturday. I'm gonna be on the Marvel Studios panel promoting this. But you know what? We said, ah, why not? Why why don't we give you guys a little taste? Because I think they were trying to hype up the Marvel Studios panel. Because I think they were worried no one was going to come to this thing. Also, too, like I want to jump back a little bit. Yeah, there yeah. was a big cloaked cabinet at the Marvel booth that no. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. For two days. For two days, it was just a black tarp. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, a black like blanket over this huge, huge case, and nobody knew what was in it. And it was like bar off, like ten feet back. And then it still had this black cover. So, like, and they had security on it all weekend. So, like, nobody was lifting it up, looking under there, nothing. You couldn't get near this fucking thing. Go ahead, Chris. So, he said, so he comes out and says, so, you know, tomorrow I got, you know, Robert and Gwyneth and everything. But we wanted to do something special for you guys. So, how would you like to see the trailer for Iron Man? Everyone's like, what? And he's like, yeah, roll it. And so, they start playing... The old, like limited 
motion 60s Iron Man cartoon. And I'm like, ah, oh, okay, you got us. You know, it's a little little play. But then the thing glitches, and then the actual trailer starts rolling. And we're like, holy shit, they're actually showing us the trailer. Yep. And Sergio. Or who are too young to understand. This is where the hype train for Marvel really began. Yeah. Because we saw that you were like, holy shit, they're doing this? This is what they're doing? Dude, I remember the – okay, so when that trailer hit and they show Iron Man take on – like, mind you, they did tell us. They're like, at the end of it, they're like, if you guys noticed something a little strange, it wasn't a finished trailer. So they didn't plan – I don't think they planned on showing it. Because it wasn't no, no, like, well, no, no, no. They they brought it there for the Marvel panel. Okay, but it wasn't but, fully finished. I remember them saying. <laughs> no, he said, yeah, effects weren't finished. Yeah, but we're looking, sitting there, we're watching like a full Iron Man flying. You know, it's the yeah, jet scene. It's the, it's, it's the scene with the jets where the jets come yeah. up on the side of him, and he's flying yeah. between. And he's flying between them, and then he like opens. You see like the legs and the arms open up wider, and then he just takes off. Yeah, it's that scene. That they showed. And then Favreau mentions. And the crowd just fucking erupted. I mean, dude. Well, the thing I talked to the- Yoda stepping up to fight Count Dooku erupted. So I got a yeah. question for both of y'all, man. Yeah. So, like, looking back on this, y'all were y'all were in these historical moments of pop culture. <laughs> what is? How does it feel now, knowing holy shit, I was there from the ground up type of situation? It's you know what you know what it is. It's the fact that if you've been going for long enough, you you those moments are sealed. Like you know yeah. you you know in the moment when you're watching that. It's why it's such a drug to get into those panels. What's why people really want to get in there? There's yeah. that's why people line up. But here's the problem: it's so much now because back then. It was just the right amount. Like, you would get two days of, like, the big Hollywood stuff, and then they would mix it with other things. And that's what really made it stand out. Right. And let me let me fill my portion of that question. The thing for that was I think we had, like, those moments. And nobody can see where this is at now, where our culture's at now. Because, like Chris said, uh, with Olivia Munn walking around, a bunch of sweaty nerds. Yeah. Now – but if you look at like how the times have changed to now, like if me and Chris were in high school, we'd be pulling pussy left and right. I'm not yeah. even, even going to fucking lie about that because no. the more nerdy you are, that culture's more open, more accepted now to where it's like, dude, you were at, you're like, you were at Comic-Con. Oh my God, dude, tell me everything. And you can regret your, and you're like king of the fucking nerds. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, and, and, uh, but back then, if you went to Comic-Con, you were kind of looked at like this guy that's like, fucking nerd. Yeah, it's still kind of like the whole, you know, uh, <clears throat> and look, man, nerd thing, you know, yeah. like you were still the fucking jocks, but uh yeah, for me like I think uh now it's cool to look back on those and like doing an episode like this where we're doing like where we're talking about the comparing the then and now to Comic-Con and doing yeah. an episode like this. Uh what's well, interesting, I, I think Chris will agree is uh now we can talk about these moments we had that mm-hmm. like podcasting wasn't a thing back then no these moments are just all in everyone's head yeah and then they get it out unless you were a celebrity and you go and you listen to celebrity podcasts like i know you're a huge fan of joe rogan there's one for the jar yeah i know you're i'm a huge fan of last podcast left there's another one for the jar yeah um but like unless you were a celebrity like there was no podcast 
there was nothing no. that like anybody was talking about this stuff about. Yeah, because so, I think, it's all just in your head, and you never got to tell anybody except your close knit friends. So. Yeah, because it makes sense. Because podcasting itself wasn't big until like what 2009, 2010? 2009, oh, Yeah, it's when it started start, start picking up. Too. Chris is one of the people that is probably the biggest advocators for podcasting that I know because this motherfucker, while he was driving for Honda would listen to nothing but podcasts and would be like, Serge, you got to listen to this. And I'm just like, nah, dude, that's that's not going to last. It's just talk Sir, radio. I'm Here that I dude. am on a fucking podcast. Yeah. I'm tell the, that, Sergio, man. tell yeah. him what I was listening to my podcast on. Uh, I, I believe, dude, wasn't it Stitcher? Was no. It you mocked me yeah. endlessly for, for the device I chose. Oh my god, yeah, dude. <laughs> you meant the device. I thought you meant like the app or where you were downloading them. No. Uh but I was right. You were you did start on Stitcher. I do remember Well that. no no no. It was this was back in the day you had to find the RSS feed. Okay, so that's still a thing too, man. The RSS yeah, yeah. it is. Well but no, you had to find you hear that. So like I made fun of Chris for so long and I still do because of this fucking dead technology that homeboy decided to go. Chris went all in where everybody else was like, no, dude, DVDs are going to be the thing of the future. And he's like, no, Laserdisc. This was Chris where it's like, <laughs> he's like, I'm going to go buy a Zoom. And everybody just looked and like, the fuck? I just want to point out, I'm glad I'm still around other people that know what Laserdisc is. Because I'll point this. I was in college with my friend Amy. Shout out, Amy. I miss you. Um, <laughs> no, dude. When we were first hanging out and we we're talking about One Piece and shit, she's like, "Hey, do you ever, do you ever watch Laserdisc?" I was like, "Holy shit, you know what that is?" Because I thought I was fucking nuts. No, uh, my my neighbor was, had my neighbor was a big nerd and he had Laserdisc and he showed yeah. he introduced me to Laserdisc. He's like, "Hold on," like he popped in uh, Alien. He had the deluxe yeah. record, and he's like, and "I'm like, well, what's the big deal?" I'm like, "These, I'm like, these things are the size of like LPs." He's like, "Oh, hold on." Pops it in. I'm like, well, oh, you got the wide bar. He's like, yeah, because you can see everything, but hold on. Yeah. And he pulls up the audio commentary from James Cameron on there. I'm like, he's talking over. He's like, yeah, that's the director like telling you how he made the film. I'm like, shut the, I'm like, shut the fuck up. Believe me, I was day one yeah. on DVD. Like, my first job, I was 16, and my very first paycheck went to my first DVD player. They cost me three hundred and twenty-five fucking dollars. It's sad that you can buy one now for twenty-five dollars, right? Yeah, I know. But <laughs> I guarded that thing with my life. I still have the first three DVDs that I, that yes. I, I bought. But yes, Chris had a Zoom. And but we digress. I will still give him shit about it to this day. But now it's kind of like culturally funny. Yeah. Because like. Yeah, that scene in Guardians I, I, 2 brought a tear to my eye, goddammit. Yeah, he had a fucking Zoom, and it was just com- yeah. comedy to me. And so, yeah, when we saw Guardians 2, it was, it was fucking hilarious. Uh, uh, I, I thought because about he gets that. I saw that. Man, what movie did y'all have on Laserdisc? I gotta know. I didn't know any. I, I, I didn't have Laserdisc. By the time uh, Laserdisc... I know our friend George has had some Laserdisc. I'm not sure if he has any now, but I'm sure he had some. I remember oh, these two movies specifically when I had one. Mm. Dracula. Mm. Bram Stoker's Dracula? Yeah, has to be, right? Yeah, that's the one with the weird guy in the red. And Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. With that, Keanu Reeves in that, you know that, right? I well, was young, so I didn't watch it. My <laughs> sister had it. But um, okay. Dracula and the very first Jurassic Park. Oh, okay. yeah. Good one. I think that we was gonna, I think. I think I, we still I'm have those. Sure. I think the last movie made on Laserdisc, and don't quote me on this, was T2, wasn't it? 
No, something else. It, um, okay. I, I it was a later release, but I think Laserdisc made it to like 2001 and before okay. they stopped. So anyway, we, had, going back to we digress. Yeah, but yeah, so, that yeah. that so that panel because again, going back to it, Favreau was like, oh, so yeah, everything you see in there, that's all practical because they showed the Iron Monger. They showed the thing that blew me away was the fact that they showed. The original armor. I'm like, get the fuck out of here! You're doing the origin story, and not only that, but you're doing the the makeshift armor he built. I'm like, you you dirty sons of bitches! I, I'm all in. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean that. I mean that really sealed the deal of why people wanted to be in Hall H. I mean, two years prior, yeah, I was I parked myself. In Hall H on Saturday, I got up early. I got in line. I waited all of twenty five minutes. Hold on a second. So we all slept in. Me, Eddie, and Caesar. Yeah, we all slept in because that was the year Jeff didn't go. Yeah. So we all slept in, and we wake up, and I think we stayed in that hotel that gave us like we were only like a block down. That was the Uh, year we stayed a block down from the convention center at that hotel that was on the end there. And they had a continental breakfast. So me and Caesar and Eddie went down and got breakfast. And we kept wondering, like, where the fuck is Chris? And we didn't even know if Chris came home that night. <laughs> and we were like, okay. Or, you know, not home, but came back to the room. And we're like, shit, okay. So, like, he was gone all day. And this is coming. And, and I mean, I feel bad for his cell phone bill because, like, dude, we blew him up. Everything was, like, calling Chris, like, hey, where are you doing? What are you doing? Where are you at now? Where are you at now? Was this in the past where you had to call after 9 to get free minutes? <laughs> no, <laughs> it was kind of, yeah, I had my, no, I had my Nokia, my, my Nokia <laughs> Razor. Yeah. My so flip like, phone that I, I it was, it was that, a good year, though. But he sat in that, I remember you sitting in there all day. I do remember that. I saw, yeah. I saw no less than 12 panels that day. Because they... This was a Saturday. They jam packed that son of a bitch. So they and they went late. They went from 10 a.m. when the show opened to 8 p.m. because the big thing that year was Tenacious D, which I'm the biggest fucking Tenacious D fan. They were going to do a concert because they're promoting their new movie. And in that time, I sat there and watched the following panels. I came in at the end of the special effects panel. For uh, War of the Worlds. After that, it was Aeon Flux. And then oh, we wow. went into sorry, Aragon. Sorry. And I remember yeah. sitting there going, oh, this isn't, <laughs> yeah, this isn't going to be good. Then, I was worried behind that, but, you know, that's for another time. That's I actually got time. a question for you two now. What? Okay, so nowadays we know cosplaying and all that is like model status and shit. What was the cosplay like? Were there much cosplays back then, or how did that go? Okay, so the only models that were cosplaying back then at those conventions were the ones fucking hired by, yeah. by companies. Yeah, there, the, there again, two thousand five, the walking around, yeah, two, yeah, two thousand five, the male female ratio was like eighty or was ninety ten, pretty yeah. much. Like it the only girls that were there. The only there's only three kinds of girls that were there. There was the legitimate nerd girls that were there, but they mm-hmm. were few and far between. Then there was the poor wives and girlfriends being dragged there by their by their husbands and, and boyfriends. And then there was the booth babes. And the booth babes, because a lot of a lot of these bigger booths kind of caught on. They're like, what if we just hire some hot chicks? Yep. 
put him in some outfits and get him. Yeah. Yeah. Because again, the swag game back then was high. It was heavy. You would walk out of there. Like you didn't have to spend any money and you walked away with some awesome shit. And might I, and I'm going to steal this for a second here, right, Chris? I'm going to steal this for a minute. This is where Chris enjoyed hanging out with me. Yeah. Okay. Because if you wanted something, I got it. I'm just in, like in the first early years of con. If you wanted something, you hung out with the surge man. Because <laughs> okay, <laughs> no, no, no. I have to add to this. Going on I, have the to to this. I have to add to this. So <laughs> I'm not I think, wrong because again, this this. Uh, so for full for full clarity, we we were the con group. Would you say I was the patriarch of the con group, Sergio? You were definitely the patriarch of the group. If it had not been for you. Uh, we, we went down this story. We told this story, and I think it'd be. Uh, I mean, we could tell it today. I don't really. Do it. We're, I'm, let me do just a cliff. A yeah, cliff you're the, you're the patriarch. Yes, sir. So, um, so yes. So, as I'm this past year, which we'll, we're going to get into in a minute, uh, I'm with our friend Jeff, who has now gone on and started his own group. And it's I feel like a proud grandfather. Oh, really. Nice. Yes, Jeff's got Jeff's got his oh, guys, no, no. Oh, and yeah. Oh, so I even told him, I'm like, you've, grew up. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, you've done, you've you've done, you've done me proud. You've you have you've assembled your own Avengers. You let him here know, I think the same thing when you see him. <laughs> yeah. So we were we brought up the fact of uh, we because Sergio got name dropped, and we were trying to explain because. Yay. Two Jeff's buddies. One of them is like in his early twenties, and the other guy is our age. And I, the the young guy, I call him Jeff's, you know, because he's kind. Jeff's kind of taking him under his wing to, you know, teach him the ways. And he's like twenty two, twenty three, and so he's about as old as Sergio that I took Sergio to. So, uh, so. I'm explaining all this stuff, and Jeff is like, oh, yeah, you never got to meet Sergio. And we're explaining the necessity of having an asshole in your group. And I'm like, no, there, there's you, you can be <laughs> – the asshole can be welded for good or evil. And Sergio used his powers for both, by the way. I did. Um, I'm so, still, yeah, we'll get to this. Keep going, Sergio, Chris. would you say I, I was not that guy? Like, I was not that asshole? At least you back then. couldn't be. You couldn't be. No. I think the most assholeest thing that um, Chris had ever said was they were they were promoting at a time we were walking around and they were promoting Red versus Blue, the fucking Halo YouTube. <laughs> no shit you can get it on Netflix right? now. And Chris fucking yeah. said, "No one gives a shit," like super loud. That's about like the most <laughs> like you know Chris's mild mannered reporter Clark Kent. He's not Superman yet. Yeah. Now he's super. So, yeah. yeah. So, so I and this is the thing that Sergio taught me. You have to be a dick sometimes, especially as the show got more competitive. And <laughs> the perf- prime example of this was we were in line to meet Michael Turner. And this was the last year Michael Turner ever showed up. I brought my copy of Supergirl 1. We were in line and Michael Turner was still fighting. He was fighting cancer at the time. And so he was feeling, you know, he wasn't, he was, he looked tired. He was kind of happy to be there. And you could tell um, he wanted to stay, but he was exhausted. Yeah. But yeah. he just, his guys were like, like, you need to take a break. And so they, they, the, the line guard kind of, and this was at the, this was at the top cow booth, wasn't it? 
Yes. Or was it the Astros? Yeah, he always signed at the top, Calvin. He was always there. Yeah. So we were within the image. We were within the image area. And we had waited in line like like 25, 30 minutes. And, you know. We weren't in line? We weren't in line for that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So there was like two guys in front of us and like two guys behind us. And the line guard said, hey, Michael's not feeling well. You guys understand. We're like, yeah, we get it. We can see. You know, he's got his crutches. He's he's hurting. And I'm like, well, fuck that. I guess that sucks. So the guys in front of us, as Michael's finishing his last autograph, the guys. in fr- So there's a guy in front of these two guys. And they're like, all right. So they move away. And the two guys behind us stayed. And Sergio's like, fuck that. Takes my book out of my hand, pulls it out before Michael can even put the pen down. He's like slaps it in front of Michael. He's like, Michael, we're big fans. We love you. My friends here have waited like 25, 30 minutes to meet you. Could you just please quickly sign this? He's like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. And we signed it, and the long cards commit no fucking more. And so they said no more. Like, then they had to, like, lay down the law. Sergio grabs the book back, hands it to me, says, there you go. We turn. I'm like, I, and I'm like, thank you, Michael. Like, just thank you so much. He's like, oh, it's okay. It's cool. And the two guys behind us are now fucking livid because they were told no more, and Sergio so, jumped ahead of them. So here's what, got what, it. what I remember. You told me this I told story. You story. So here's yeah. what happened, Chris. You were in line. Mm. I was walking past you because I just had, like, I was doing my own thing, right? I didn't know Turner yeah. was signing because I had prior years for that. We had met Turner at uh, Wizard Con, what, what, Wizard World. Yeah. Something like that. And for an ex girlfriend of mine who I'm not going to. Name drop, name drop. No, I'm not name drop. I refuse to name drop. For an ex-girlfriend, I had got all her Aspen comics signed. Every single one of them. She had like every single book because she loved Michael Turner. So I didn't, but I wasn't paying attention. Chris was standing in line next to these two dudes that he's, the aforementioned two dudes, right? And I'm walking past and his handler, Michael Turner's handler, actually how this happened, Chris, was I stepped like in front of the line, Right. And Chris was like behind these dudes and I stepped in front of the line around them. And as the handler turned around to talk to the security guy to go get something for Turner is when I was like (laughs) snapping my fingers at Chris to hand me his book. I cut in front of the two dudes. And that's when I set down my book, which was Spider-Man Civil War issue three. Really? Yes. And Oh, so you got your, you got your sign too, right? I got that sign. And I grabbed Chris's book and I'm like snapping my fingers. Give me your fucking book. Give me your book. And and then I was like, can you also sign this one too? And he's like, Michael Turner's like, yeah, sure. No problem. As the fuck, I get the meanest fucking look from the handler. And I gave two shits. I was like, fuck you going to do about it. And I grabbed my shit and you can see the two dudes. Cause like there were two dudes in line. I whipped in front. Cause I went around the security guard that was holding the two dudes back. Yeah. That's what happened is I went around him. And I just sneaked the books in front of him. So at this point, my argument would have been, well, he has my books. I need them if the security would have told me to leave. So, like, I already had it in my head. Like, that's what the beauty of being a white liar is. (laughs) (laughs) And so, like, uh, that's how we got our stuff signed. The look I got from the two dudes, Chris, like, would have felt bad had he seen this look. He'd have been like, oh, shit. 
to this day, those dudes are pissed because, like, a few like a few months later, Michael Turner would pass away. What if they're listening to this podcast now and be like, "This is the motherfucker. <laughs> this is the guy who cut in." I, uh, you know, I, I've I've said this for years. I've said this for years. We've told this story on other shows, but yeah, I'm like, there's probably these two dudes, and they come across like those that son. That motherfucker, like, they yeah. They follow us on Instagram. <laughs> like after, like, because the year, the year after, Sergio and I went to Turner's um, tribute, like tribute his memorial, yeah. yeah, which was hosted by Jeff Loeb. And yeah. as it was done, I turned to Sergio. I'm like, dude, remember when you cut off those two dudes? And he's like, yeah. He's like, you know, you probably fucked them of ever meeting him. He's like, yeah, I don't care. Yeah, I, I <laughs> like that's how you had to be though. Like, do you know how many free shirts I got from me and Chris? How many posters oh. got signed? Oh, like, Ser- there were, Sergio, like, there was, uh, Don, uh, our friend Don, she wanted a Hot Fuzz T-shirt, and they were giving mm-hmm. them out at the booth, and the security was being like such a tight ass dick, right? Yeah. And so I was just like, Nah, hold on, I'll go get it. And I walk away, and they're like, There's no way he's gonna come back with this fucking T-shirt. I come back with like two T-shirts. I'm like, Here you go. Anybody else want one? And he's like, how did, and Chris is sitting there like, for years that I did this stuff, he's like, how do you just do this? And I was like, because I don't care. I yeah. was like, what are they going to do? <laughs> it was, it was, a, it was, a, Sergio taught me, as much as I taught him about this, he taught me valuable life lessons of, you know, eat or be eaten kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, well, here, to, to Sergio's <laughs> credit, I will tell a story of he used his, his dickishness for the force oh. of good. Yeah. So 2009, 2009, <laughs> well, we got in. Was, was good. Yeah. So 2009, we get, I get into the Adult Swim after party because they were doing this raffle. And um, a friend yeah, of mine, yeah. they came for a day and um, the sister who was under 18 won the raffle and they couldn't stay. So they're like, do you want it? I'm like, yes. Now they were under the auspicities because there was this girl I was talking to, and you know I was told you take her. Well, she didn't want to fucking go, so I'm like Sergio. So yeah, like we're going to the adult swim after party. He's like, okay. Like again, this is one of the things you can do with Sergio. It's just like we're doing this. He's like, sure. Like he's like <laughs> Jeff from American Dad. You just tell him what to do, and he's like, he's gonna do it. So this was at Petco Park. So they told us get there. The show starts at at eight. It's going to go till two, but you need to be in line by like six o'clock. So we got in line. We're lined up on the side of Petco and we make friends with these, with this couple from like, I think they were like from Michigan or Iowa. Or it was yeah, like their like Harley Quinn and Joker. Yeah. And this was like their, and they were, they were like in their early twenties. Like they, yeah. you know, Sergio and I at this point are pushing 30. So, and this was like their first, and they were like ecstatic because they are outside of their podunk town. They're like they first are all in. They're, in, they're yeah. never so, been. And the girl was like, so much fun. Yeah, and she's like, I, like I, I saw Comic Con. Yeah, the girl was like, I Legit. saw Hugh Jackman walking around, and she was like star studded. That's yeah. on the bus. So, so we made friends with these two, and we were kind of like showing them the ropes. And Sergio was giving them like, here, you want to do this? You do this, and we go and like you go because this is only Thursday night. This is like the first night of, of yeah, the this show. Is like night one there, dude. Yeah. So here's the thing about this adult swim party. Free booze. It was open bar. <laughs> so we get in and it's in the peck it's in the Petco uh, club. It's in it's at the club. It's in the clubhouse of the of the Petco Park. And we're wandering. It's like, this is it? 
there's it was there was only like 50 people in this room and like no this there were more people in front of us until we realized there's an elevator to go upstairs to like the observation oh. deck which is yeah, where the actual room. party was mm-hmm. so we go up there after i get two like jack and cokes and Sergio's got two Jack and Cokes. Dude, because I'm, it was, I'm getting you know, I'm getting ripped because this is like beginning to the point to where I'm starting to like develop a taste for alcohol. Yeah, and yeah, this is what makes this story stand out. Because <laughs> that's yeah, the, it's very important to know Sergio had a few drinks in him at this point. <laughs> so we get upstairs. It's now dark, and we got the two. We got the 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 you know the. The two kids with the I say kids. We got the the the, the two friends we've we met. The two of them with us, yeah. And so and now, but this place is so jamming. There's a shit ton of people. There's a DJ playing, and all the Adult Swim people are walking around. Like the first thing I do is I bump into a completely obliterated Seth Green, and yep. he's the nicest dude. Like yeah. there's no like I've met Seth Green like three times and he's been nothing but an absolute sweetheart and, of a man. And me and him were laughing because like he was astonished because he's not the tallest person in the room. Yeah. So when me yeah. and him were standing next to him, he's like, "Dude, you're my same height." Like that's all we had like in common. We kept spitting <laughs> that back and forth because like and I'm. Yeah, and I'm talking to him about Toy Fair magazine. Yeah. I'm just yeah, like, and, we're going on because that was the thing. You this is where yeah. you just interact. That was the beauty. You just interact with these people. And so we're just standing around, and you know, I still the, the other you got into your heated conversation with two uh, two animators. I don't even remember if you remember their names or not, but they were talking about how they were would Xerox like a copy of something. That I met the dude I still who created. That. I met the dude who created my gym partner as a monkey, and he was yeah. telling he and another dude oh, were telling shit. tales of working at Filmation because this dude was trained at Disney, <laughs> and he went to Filmation. And they were telling me how cheap they were. It was it was great. Yeah, it was great. So, so anyway. So anyway, the crux of this story is we're it's like two hours in, we're having a fun time, we're all pretty boozed up. And the other two, they're not really drink they're having a couple of drinks, but they're not they're not really drinking. And you could tell they're nervous. They're like, this is new and frightening to us. Yeah. And who do we see in the middle of the crowd but Tim and Eric? From and Tim and the Eric Harley Quinn girl, yeah. okay. the Harley Quinn girl loses her mind. She's like, oh my God, I love Tim and Eric so much. Like, and I, I go, why don't you go say hi to him? She's like, oh no, I can't. I can't. I couldn't do that. Sergio, now who has about seven <laughs> drinks in him, says, fuck that. Grabs her by the arm. Says, come with me. Yanks, yanks her off. And so I'm standing with the Joker dude. He's got a drink in his hand. I got a drink in, in my hand. I turn to him. I'm like, uh, are you cool with this? He's like, hey, yeah, that's fine. Like, I'm like, okay, I mean, that's a very trusting. I'm not, I'm not trying to hit on the chick. No, but still, it's, it's the fact that you just it. grabbed his yeah. girl by the arm and dragged her <laughs> off into the crowd. He's like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, this is a trusting relationship. So we're wa- I'm watching from afar as Sergio parts the sea of humanity. Like, he is sh- no, I am not being facetious. He is shoving people out of the way. And this poor girl, who weighs maybe like 110 pounds, is right behind him as he's dragging her along, and he's pushing people out of the fucking way because the DJ I'm music like blasting. Yeah, yeah, that. like, that's what the funny part about. <laughs> and by the way, yeah, when so you see it from far away. I think through Chris. Chris, how did that look? Me doing that. The, so that's what I'm. Here. So this is what I'm. Yeah. So this is the story. So this is the story. So I'm watching him shove people out of the way. I can tell, like, what the 
the people are like, you can tell they're like, what the fuck? You can't hear anything because there's it's a DJ so blasting music. Yeah. And Tim is not a tall guy, but Eric is. Eric's a Eric's big Sasquatch guy, of a man. Yeah. And I just we wa- I'm watching with the jo- with the Joker dude, and I see he has t- Eric has his back to Sergio. Sergio reaches up, gives him the hardest three taps I've ever seen a human being give another person. <laughs> I do. Wow, I don't remember that. <laughs> now I can't hear anything, but I see I just see hand movements. I see Sergio put his hand up. I see him point to the girl. I see him point to Tim. They get together. They take a cup. Sergio grabs a camera from her hand, takes a couple of pictures. She is like over the moon. She says, thank you. And they're like, cool, cool, cool. And then they walk back. And this girl is on cloud nine. Like Sergio gave her her Yay. Comic-Con moment. She will <laughs> always nightmare. remember that. So yeah. I'm like, oh, it gets better. Oh, it gets <laughs> better. It gets better. The story's not done. <laughs> so Sergio, we come back and I'm just like, I'm like, yeah, that's about, that sounds, that's par for course for Sergio. And she's even like, yeah, he just like shoved people, like Harley Quinn was telling me, he just like shoved people out of the way. And like, I could never do that. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's who he is. He doesn't care. <laughs> Smash cut 30, 40 minutes later. Sergio's like, I got to go take a whiz. So he goes to the bathroom. There's, you know, there's, there's the, you know, big bathrooms that, you know, you go left, you go to the men's, you go right to the women's kind of thing. I watch Sergio go in. Immediately, I watch Eric go in behind him. There's a beat. There's like maybe two, three minutes. Sergio walks out, and he's laughing his ass off. And I see Eric walk out and go the other way. Sergio walks up to us, and he's laughing like, what? He's like, so he's like, I was at the urinal, and I was taking a whiz, and I didn't realize Eric comes up to the side of me, and he starts taking a whiz. And he looks over and I'm like, I'm like, what was he checking out your dick? He's like, maybe, but he recognizes me (laughs) and he's like, Hey, you're the dude with that Harley Quinn chick, right? He's like, yeah. And he pauses. He's like, you're a real fucking asshole. You know that? And Sergio's like, yes, thank you. And then takes off and watches his hands. <laughs> I, did, I gave zero shits. I'm like, I didn't know who these guys were. Yeah. Like, I've heard of their shit on Adult Swim. But, like, to me, it was making a moment for somebody. And I'd have done yeah. the same thing for anyone. Right? Yes. Because, yeah. like, you know, I don't know. Is this kind of like the person I was? <laughs> I was? Like, I, oh, I, I uh, was on the ground making dolphin noises when he told me that. I'm like, but, oh get the God. fuck like, out of here. Like, like that's, that's perfect. I'm like, you're, I'm like, this is, I don't know if he even fucking remembers it. I don't really care. But like, I was just kind of like, I looked at him and he goes like, you're an asshole for doing that. And I'm like, I don't care. I don't even know who you are. I just know she wanted to meet you. That's all I gave a shit about was helping somebody meet their, you know, someone they wanted to meet. Yeah. I don't even know who you are. And I walk away. Like, I'm supposed to respect him because I know who he was. I was like, bro, you make a show on Adult Sim that's 15 minutes. I don't care. <laughs> that I don't even watch. I didn't care at the time. Like, this dude's fucking TV show was, like, the furthest thing from my mind. But, yeah, that's just kind of how I was back then. And yeah, I mean, but that I still go to conventions but, now. But like, that was yeah. but that this and we tell these stories because this was what Comic Con was. Now I've been going since ninety four. So I was going like I met um um who's uh why am I blanking on her name? Who does Harley Quinn with Jimmy? Uh, uh Jimmy Pemlin Pemlin. Oh uh, Amanda Connor. Amanda Connor. 
When I was 11 years old, I met a young spry just starting out, Amanda Connor. Yeah. Who now you have to get in line and you have to pay to meet her because she's a big fucking name. Not true. I, I met her at the last time I ever went to WonderCon with you guys. Well, that's and WonderCon. I, that's a different. That's and, a different. And I place. got my. Uh, I got my um, Power Girl number one sign. But when I was eleven years or eleven or twelve years old, I'm wandering around, and at the Marvel booth, they had the gargoyles license. Yeah, and she was drawing gargoyles, and I I actually found I got the the two shitty Xerox prints that they made for her <laughs> her artwork, one of Goliath and Eliza, one of Demona, and she signed them to me, and she was very sweet, very nice, and I didn't realize at the time who she was until years later. I'm like. Oh fuck! Yeah. I've met her. Like yeah. that's the thing. Like you meet so many people. Like the first person I ever met, like a celebrity, was Adam West, and that was at Comic Con, and I was like eleven years old. And that time I met Adam West, super nice guy, very sweet. And he's like, look at me, he's probably like a kid. He's like, oh, I'm just glad you know kids these days like my show. Smash cut. Twenty years later, we're at you know. Family guy. We're at WonderCon in LA or in Anaheim. And we, you know, our friend runs across him and we get like a, like a three minute interview segment with him. And he, he's, he goes along with it, but we catch him under his breath saying, don't ever fucking do that to me ever again. Like, it's like, oh, okay. Thank, thank you, Adam. It's like, I get it. But yeah, you know, we caught the, the, don't, 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 don't make me, you know, Mesh with the fucking, you know, right. with the low ends the like thing that. Is, is like, I think back then for Comic-Con, and there's another whole story. I mean, shit, we could do a part three on this. Yeah. And yeah. keep yeah. going into the stories because, like, there's the whole of how me and Chris sat there. I called Chris one day, and we were just reminiscing about, like, this is when he's gearing up for his time to go to Comic-Con. And we were talking about, like, how the whole group, and there's a whole group of us that met. Um, George, he's one of my nearest and dearest friends. Him and his family, how we all met, and it was due to because something again. I don't mean to give myself a big, big head, but it was something it I did. Like it definitely it, was. It's just oh, well, oh, no, no, no. You know what you did? Here's the thing. <laughs> Comic Con is a sacred time of the year for me. Oh, like that are we, for are me, we like I went. So for me, Comic-Con is a sacred time of the year. Like, I look forward to it. My dad took me for the first time. That place yeah. has a lot of special value yeah. and meaning to me. We're doing it. What? So when I, once we formed the group, I, being the leader, I laid down certain decrees. But, at, you know, it was also, as a leader, you, sometimes you have to realize you have to do what your men want to do. And those first couple of years when we would get two rooms because Sergio would snore like a son of a bitch and I couldn't I sleep. I would yes, I would years get two rooms <laughs> at the Super Eight in Motel Circle. Oh and yeah, so Sergio and Caesar would take one room. I would be with Jeff, Eddie, and myself in another room, but they would be right next to each other. And Caesar had a projector. And what you can do with that projector is you can hook up your PlayStation 2 to it. And then all these guys, all these assholes wanted to do after the show closed, let's go get food and go back to the room and play Guilty Gear projected onto the wall. Where they started really doing anything. And we were never really keen on going to like the night party things that they did. And we weren't old enough either to go to the clubbing. That wasn't even, but there was also other things like panels and stuff. I convinced you guys to do five star stories the first year, and then that was yeah. about it. Yeah. So, anyway. so for for the first like four or five years, this was the name of the game. 
It was a dude weekend. We're hanging out. There is bro code put down. And then Sergio meets someone and breaks bro code. The and that I didn't want to mention. Yeah. Well, we're not going to bring up her name. But anyway, yeah. it's, it's <clears throat> crucial to the story, though. Yeah, it, so it is Sergio is spending Comic-Con trying to get laid, and he's kind of thrown a wrench into everything because I have to be the responsible one and take this girl back to downtown San Diego every night at 3 in the goddamn morning. Uh, did not have a license yet. No. So, uh, so any, but in hindsight, it did work out because it, it, we, we made friends through this. If he had not done this, there are a lot of things that never would have happened. So, it is one of those hindsight is twenty twenty kind of things. Yeah. At the time, right here would not have been done. Really? Yes, not exactly. Exactly. So it's yes, it's just a super weird, surreal thing to kind of like bring in. It's like, had I not met Chris, because originally when me and Chris met, there's a whole origin story there back in sixth grade. Yeah. Like when we first met, it was kind of like, were we going to be friends or not? And then it was just one day. It's like we both had a common ground. And what was that common ground, Chris? Chris Sergio had that. a Sergio had a PlayStation. It was that, and also <laughs> one day uh, it would be what Chris has now made his name for uh, the Kaiju Kingdom. It was Godzilla. We were both Godzilla fans, and yeah. he was like, "Oh, I, didn't I brought him my copies of G Fan." He was reading G Fan, and I'm like, "I didn't know you were a Godzilla fan." And he's like, "I didn't know you were." And then it just <laughs> kind of all blossomed from there. But then, like, skip forward a few years, and then like, it's just surreal that like, had Chris not introduced me to Khan. I wouldn't have met this person. And then it's just, it's just surreal how like life kind of evolves and works out and then creates all of this. Like it's so fucking weird. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that being said, I think um, like what's, what, what do you, what do you, think? should we actually talk about this year's con? So everybody's like, get to the goddamn point. Right. So, so like, with okay, so your question is my first question, and I think MJ might have a question for you. All right, yeah. So my first question is going to be, what what was it like? And I've seen you take to social media about this, but I want to get your thoughts on on audio. What were your thoughts mm-hmm. about Hollywood not being there? Was it better? Yes, one hundred times, without a shadow of a goddamn doubt, it was better. And I'll say this: I got. And I now here's the thing. I've been traveling for two weeks. I was in Chicago the week before for G Fest. I was there from Wednesday. I flew back Monday and I got like no sleep the night before. I couldn't like sleep for some reason. The night before I'm going home, it's always a pain in the ass to try to sleep. And I met a, a, a friend that I've only talked to online while I was at G Fest and he had a 13 hour layover in LA and he's from Australia. He'd never been to LA. So I said, would you like to see LA? Because we both get back in around the same time. I can come pick you up and show you around. So immediately I get off a, a plane that I got on at eight, eight o'clock Chicago time land here in orange County over by Disneyland, come home, get in my car drive out to LAX, pick this dude up because he had landed like a half hour after I did. And then I take him to little Tokyo, Hollywood, Griffith park and, um, in and out before I have to get him back to the airport by like seven 30. So I have had no sleep Tuesday. Now I have to pack, get everything ready for comic-con because I have to be there 
Wednesday afternoon to get my 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 pass because <laughs> my friend who does the podcast with me, you know, we get in because of her, but she is working around the clock and so she can't get any of the exclusives and her thing this year was she's a Batman fan. She loves Batman and the DC booth was selling all the McFarlane stuff and she wanted the Nightfall Batman and this Supergirl comic that was only available at that booth. So then that became my big goal outside of the few things I wanted. And now I had to spend the next three days trying to get it because, because now that there's no hall, because there was almost next to no hall H there was some hall H stuff, but nothing anybody was lining up for to the point when I was walking to my panel on Friday, which is at the library, uh, you know, around the block, I walked past the hall HQ, not a soul. All this shit was set up and not a single fucking person was in there. Right. It was so surreal to see, but that meant talked about like with the writer strike and everything, like they weren't there. The writer strike and the SAG strike and to, and for just full disclosure, like our panel and three of her panels got, thrown into complete chaos. So she was while we were in Chicago, because she came in with me, she was on the phone nine times out of ten trying to fill in these panels that she had. Because Comic-Con's very weird and like if you lay out a panel and it falls apart, they're kind of like, well, hey, what the hell? But I think I told her I'm like, I think this year they're going to understand if things fall apart because while we were at Comic-Con or while we were at G Fest, I was just watching on on you know on on my socials just panel after panel fall like we, like i think something like 18 to 25 panels were completely axed uh at that point and there was more to come before the show you know got underway and um so i yeah, i was seeing people online going oh well without the hollywood why would you ever bother to go and i'm like you know it's comic con there's other things besides some of the you know Hollywood stuff, and believe me, I was you know when they first start showing up, I'm like this can only be good. And for a few years, it was great because they would only focus on two days of the show. It was Friday and Saturday, and that's what they built Hall for. But then they kept getting bigger and bigger, and it would start taking over the show yeah. to a point that the the floor was just nothing but these corporate mega booths, and. When they first started, they would bring cool swag. It was like, oh, you got some cool stuff you're promoting. Right. There's stuff I actually want to see. But the last three or four years, pre-pandemic, I kind of stopped like caring. Like it just felt so soulless and heartless at after right. after and, week. And not to quote like from your social media, but like uh, you know, I think it's it was it was just weird because like there's a few of me, of course, like Chris's cousin is a huge friend of mine. Yeah, and we were just kind of like we were talking. We we're like, yeah. The, the, he posted on his social media, and Chris is like, it, "Con is no longer an old man's game." And I think it's you know it's getting to that point to where it's like eh, maybe it's time you know one day is good enough to go and see what you want to see. And unless there's panels you're really excited for, but with something like this happens, I mean, is it even worth it? Yeah, it made like, it worth it. You, well, here let me tell you it. Going in, so I'm I'm exhausted. I've, I'm not getting any sleep. And not only that, but the room I'm crashing in, uh, the first night, I have to make a makeshift bed out of whatever blankets and stuff we have. So I, I got like a terrible night's sleep. But it was that second day, like that Friday, when I'm wandering around and 
I'm like shockingly in a good mood. I'm tired, but I'm like in a good mood. You know why? Because, oh, I don't have to worry about covering any of this shit. I don't have to worry about people in line and they're only there. And by the way, all the people that decreed I'm not going now, they didn't, they ended up going because that floor was fucking jammed. It was still slammed. Yeah, I saw your Even picture. with, even yeah. without most of the mega boosts, because now, other booths, like, there were people that weren't even industry people, like, or when I say industry, like Hollywood, like, Sideshow backed out of the out of the show at the last minute. Like, wow. Sideshow has a giant booth. They weren't yeah. there, so other vendors got in. I saw a lot more vendors. Uh, booths were rearranged. Without the Warner Brothers mega booth, they would stop promoting, you know, stuff that was for Comic-Con and just all their other nonsense. Gone. DC took that spot. Funko took over more of that that space, but Fucking I'm gonna. Bro. But here's the thing: this year not really fan. was about. <laughs> it, I, I'm not being facetious. It was really about more about you know artists and writers. Like the comics got a bigger focus because of it. This was the first year I got into every one of my signings that I wanted to without having to miss one. I got like yeah. five books signed. I got. Um, so they didn't I got forget about the grammar, huh? Yeah. <laughs> but no, but that was the thing. And the, there were lines for these guys. Like, I met... Um, and see, uh, that's what I was saying. That's what's good about that. Like, yeah. it's a time where you can go back and you're not waiting, you know... I mean, I'm, not that you're not waiting, but you're not sitting there and there's, like, these booth tables that are out. And, like, people can sign stuff. And I miss yeah. that. I know. Well, here I'll I'll add a wrinkle to that. This was the first Yo. year in a long, long time that like. Sorry, uh, can I chime in here real quick, man? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. So, with the experience that you went with this year, with everything being, you know, the writer strike and all that, so it feels like, from a fan point of view, that the spirit of the real fandom finally came back. Like it's not yes. overshadowed by the, you know, the the giant. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The giant, uh, you know, industry. Yeah, the, the giant industry. You know, Disney, Marvel, all that stuff. It, it it feels like for one year, it went back to the fans, right? It felt what I, I told I I I think I even texted Sergio this. It felt like pre G four era, like it was that proper because there's still people, there was still some industry stuff because all the animation stuff is outside of the the SAG and the WGA. So a lot of that stuff, there was more foreign stuff. There was actually stuff from like India and Japan and uh, Korea that was shown there. Like Sunday, because I had to go home on Saturday. So I had to take a day off. But I came back because Sunday was the Gamma Rebirth panel, which is they're doing a Gamma anime on Netflix. And they gave them Sunday at 3 o'clock. And I'm like, why? But it all worked out because... I got to meet uh, Sean Gordon Murphy that day, and it, it was perfect. Right. So, so I think, uh, I think, yeah, just being able to, I, I don't know. I, I feel like the way you made it sound without Hollywood being at Comic-Con is a lot better. It I, was. I, I just feel, don't get me wrong, I think being starstruck, being able to meet your fans and stars, especially like, yeah. if I was to take you, MJ, right? If I was to take you to Comic-Con, the one thing you're going to want to do is meet like some of your celebrity like fans. Like You're going to want to nerd out. Uh, I have a very particular thing about that though like i'm glad kind of hollywood's out of it because like i have met some of like i have the, i have totally that syndrome of don't ever meet your celebrities because they're let down don't ever meet your heroes yeah don't meet yeah. your heroes thank you 
because that's happened to me multiple times. Yeah. I went to talk to Bruce Tim once, and it soured me. <laughs> fucking guy. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I still watch like all shit. I still think Justice League is one of the greatest fucking uh, superhero TV. But he's shows not the only guy. guy. There's other it. guys. But like, is still one of the greatest things. But the guy himself, yeah, he can go fucking pound sand all day long. Uh, for all I care, because <laughs> like you know, it just soured me. Like I'm like, oh, you're you're you know. You're cool and all that. And it could have been that I met him on a fucking bad moment, whatever. No. But he no. has yeah, I mean, But the no. fucking dude, <laughs> no pound stand for all I can say. Yeah. And sorry, like, as far as everything y'all talking about, like, I, I'm honestly just awestruck because these amazing stories y'all tell me right now is I'm over here like, fuck, I wish I could have lived this moment. Like, I have my convention story, but I don't have a San Diego Comic-Con convention story. And that's and, and that's the thing I keep, I, I try, I always, I for years, I always told people, like, you should go once. Just go once to experience it because it is, there's, other shows have tried. Other shows have tried desperately to recreate it, but they just can't. Comic-Con has been around for 50 plus years. Yep. I'm technically second generation because my dad went, like, he went the second year, and he went for years and years before, like, he stopped going, like, I think in, like, the mid-80s after I was born. But he would regale me with stories of meeting, like, it, he's like, son, one, right. you know, one day I, I went up to Jack Kirby right. with my buddy, and we sat there with for two hours talking to him. Yeah, just about everything. He, that's insane. That's insane. The best story my dad had? So he, his buddy, it was because it was his buddy who was a little bit older than him. His buddy was like maybe like eight years older than him. And his buddy was like his Chris to his Sergio. Like my dad was into all shit. My dad, my dad loved art. He loved comic art. He loved art in general. But his buddy was into more of the minutiae stuff. And they went to a bar in San Diego. And across from them was Big Fat Scotty from Star Trek. James Doohan. Really? And, his his buddy's like, dude, that's Scotty. He's like, what? He's like, it's Scotty. Let's, you know, he walked up, bought him a drink. He's like, sir, can we buy you? She's like, yeah. He's like, we sat with Big Fat Scotty for three hours drinking, and, and he was just telling us <laughs> stories after stories. I'm like, you really sat with Big Fat Scotty? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, it was great. Like, it was moments like that. Like, he got to meet, like, and all the – he met so – he met uh, you know, pretty much all of his heroes. Like, yeah. And so those are times, like, this is things, like, I mean, I would, if I took you to Comic-Con, yeah. if we were to go next year, so to speak, right, we'd have to get, like, all our eggs in a basket because it's, a, how long would you say the process is now of, like, trying to get a ticket for Comic-Con? Oh, it's still that waiting list bullshit. Yeah. Like you had to go the year before to even be invited back or some kind of shit. Yeah, it's kind of the, you, those people, the people that attend now get first dibs and then open registration. And then, then getting a hotel, it's, 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 it be, it's, it's definitely not what it was 25 years ago. So the thing is, is I would take you. And if I took you, Chris would be there. There's no, because I would, I would not go. To Comic Con without Chris, and to a, uh, an extra extent, I wouldn't go without George. And yeah. I'd bring you with us, and that would be kind of like I'd try to get Caesar to come again uh, to get the band back together, so to speak, and then invite you into that because that's where you're going to get the best experience. Yeah. But the sad part is, is like it has changed, it has evolved, and it's changed it. And I can't say I don't know if it's further good or better. We'll find out next year, and maybe well, if we can get a chance to go. I'll say this, man: it felt like everybody was in was in a damn good mood. Like, cause last year Not was weird because it was post. We're coming off COVID. They still enforced the mass policy, which I did not adhere to. I kept that 
fucking mask around my neck. Every time they're like, hey, you got to put it up, I put it up and immediately take it down. Um, and then the years before, like, you know, like last in 2019, George brought his oldest son and we managed to get him into the Marvel panel. That was his big thing. He's, you know, yeah. he's he was 17 at the time. And, you know, George, he's like, dude, I got, uh, you know, I got the boy in. He's like, really? And like, he got in. He's like, yeah. So afterwards, when he got out, we went up to the sales pavilion where you can kind of sit down. And I'm, we were just both of us sitting there. And I'm like, all right, man, how was it? He's like, oh, it was awesome. It was so cool. And like, they announced this. And, this. and it was like, yes, the, you have to accept things aren't always. It, it's, it's one of the things you have to understand when you get older. Things yeah. are going to move on from the things you loved and it's, it's always going to be well. And that's the thing I've always accepted about con because Sergio can even attest to this. Like when, when I started taking him, like anime was starting to kind of break in. And I know there was a lot of people there that weren't into it. Um, The Hollywood stuff really wasn't there quite yet, but then that was also the beginning of like the internet, like, like tune stuff, like, like the aforementioned red versus blue, you know, stuff like that. Like the little niche stuff started really picking up. Um, yeah. But that's the thing. There's there's always going to be something for everyone. Like, there's a lot of old-timers that still come there. It was nice to see, like, a lot of those guys were getting played this year because there was nothing else to do. I, I went talk talked to my artist buddy who was tabling, and uh, I talked to him on Wednesday night after I picked up my Godzilla exclusives. Yeah. And then Sunday, I went back before um, the Gamma panel to ask him, like, how, how are things going? He's like... This is my best show ever. I'm like, really? He's like, yeah. He's like, this was easily the best Comic Con I've ever done. And, and I'm uh, like, yeah. And, and so, and, and that's why, like, things like that are, are, is what makes a convention show. This is like when you can go and sit down and talk to artists. Like, yeah, it's Chris's buddy. He kind of knows him because he's been going to him for so long and commissioning artwork. Yeah. But it's cool when you have that time to sit down because, like, with the busyness of Hollywood being there, you don't have that. It's all rush, rush. Security, they bring in their own different security, which, by the way, the red shirts I've always had a problem with. Yeah. And we're not talking about the red shirts from Star Trek so they can go die. We're talking about, like, the, it's like they, like, oh, you're cool for the five hours you work a convention, and then you got to go hop on your shift that fucking jack-in-the-box. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And but like for that five hours that you're wearing that red T-shirt that says security convention security, yeah. you're just a douchebag. And I'll tell you what, I pressed their buttons a couple of fucking times. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you, you know, did. Like, uh, I, I yeah, really, I really they're, they, like they are uh, LAX TSA level organized. Yeah. They are not. I mean, for these... you, you're a huge anime fan, MJ. So like, I think if I was to take you to a convention to start you off, as much as I'd love to take you to Comic Con. I think AX would be more your fill. Anime X. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It is Comic Con size, but man, th- th- I can't do that show anymore. Like that's yeah, yeah I, mean, I that's, mean that's not your show though, Chris. It, I no, it never it never really was. And now uh-huh. part of this because that the anime I I know I know and love. You're you're has, old, me and you are both like there's some of the newer stuff I watch, but we were talking yeah. about this too the other day. And we're yeah. both old school nineties, early nineties. Retro nineties anime. Even eighty I go deep into the eighties too. Yeah, he goes into the eighties. I go into the late eighties, early nineties. Yeah. Uh maybe some of the stuff in two thousand. And we're talking like Cowboy Bebop and stuff like that. And I still think Cowboy Bebop is like nineties still. Um, it is. so like uh we're talking stuff like that. Yeah. Whereas like if 
what were what were some of the shows we were saying? Like, have okay, let me throw one at you. Like, have you ever watched Akira? Uh, yeah, I I mean a long time ago, but yeah, I know what you're talking <laughs> okay, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. see, they're already right there. That, that, yeah, see, that like, so I don't, like that, that's, that's all I need to know. And that's what Chris like is like. Okay, yeah. so like that's why he tuned out of AX. Whereas like you're a fan of anime now, yeah, and that's what that's totally geared towards. So that's like a convention to ease your way into going to Comic Con. I'm not saying that not going to Comic Con you wouldn't get that because like there were plenty of times we went to Comic Con and anime was the mainstay there. Um, one year, uh, our friend Eddie went dressed as uh, Wolfwood, and we took a giant cross. Yeah, hung to the that back. that <laughs> that was our fear and loathing year. That was literally and, we uh, were uh, in my beat up 1990 Honda Accord with the auto zipping uh, belts when that yep. was a feature. And, uh, we yeah, and by the way, it, a, the cooling yeah. system in that car was was bunk. Like I and I was broke, I couldn't get it fixed, but it was still drivable. So we're going down the five, and I asked Peter to keep the fucking to keep the motor the motor clean. And not only that, but because we're we're in our like late teens, early twenties, we're idiots. So our our friend Eddie built a full size Wolfwood cross gun. Now hold on, hold on, and you know who that is, right? Wolfwood from Trigon. Uh. No. So, okay, so Wolfman from Trigon, his weapon is like this giant cross that's actually okay. Like yeah, that dude, big ass rifle slash rocket launcher slash. Yeah, I, I read a couple. Like I read a couple okay. chapters. I'm so, getting into. Mind you, that's the size of this fucking thing that our friend Eddie brought. Yeah. Chris, continue. <laughs> so now it's, it's a Honda, a 1990 yeah. Honda Accord. I'm shoving five dudes into. So three are in the back. I'm driving, and then one in the front. So either it was either Jeff or Caesar because Eddie and Sergio were the two smaller dudes. So they always had to ride bitch in the back. And then we would. Yeah. So a lot of times it was, it was probably Caesar that yeah. ended up in the yeah. front with me, but we had to, but there's no room in the trunk between all of our crap. Not only that, but we're bringing more crap back with us. Right. So we had to figure out how to get this cross, this giant, like six and a half foot cross to San Diego from Orange County. So we took some like we, we took some some just bindling rope and jerry rigged this thing to the top of my car. We look like the biggest televangelist nonsense bullshit <laughs> driving down the five freeway as we're passing what we call the nuclear titties in San Onofre. We get there, Eddie does his cosplay. <clears throat> this thing is in our room. It's taking up it's it's the size of another person. So we have a great time. We have to rope it back on to get back to Orange County. And coming back on the five freeway is a was it nightmare. Going or coming back? It was coming back. Okay, okay. It was coming back because we had we had bumper to bumper around Oceanside, which is where Camp Pendleton is. And it gets and I'm sitting there like, oh man, like I'm like, sorry guys, I gotta keep the heater on full blast, otherwise this car's gonna overheat. So we got all the windows <laughs> down. We're right against the ocean. So there's a breeze coming in, but it's still midsummer. It's still hot. They're bitching, and we're in bumper to bumper. And you know, I'm just I'm watching the heat gauge just kind of like it's it's going back and forth, you know. I'm like, don't be I'm like, baby, baby, come on, just keep keep it down, keep it down, keep it down. So as we're going bumper to bumper. Their car's honking at us. I'm like, what the hell's going on? Like, I'm like, Eddie, check. Is the trunk open? He's like, no, the trunk's closed. Because we shoved all of our crap into there, including Sergio's 
gigantic bag of hentai that he bought on the yeah, first Yeah, it was that year. I forgot about it. Yeah, yeah. Andrew broke <laughs> after day one. I'm not even not proud of that. He I'm brought $300 with him, and he spent $250 of it. Two hundred fifty dollars on it on a bag a of hentai, like a blasters. garbage bag of hentai. Like yeah. it was stuck. I blame media blasters. It's their fault. <laughs> yeah, and I, I'm like, we all had to pitch in to buy Sergio lunch and dinner because he was flat ass broke the rest of the time. I'm like, you dirty bastard. Yeah. So, but we were getting honked at. Like we're just sitting, we're in the car, we're exhausted, we're getting honked at. And I'm like, what the? Heck? What are these people honking at? In this giant. Ford like F-150 rolls up next to us and they're honking. And I look up and this guy leans out. He's like, Hey, we're like, yeah. It's like, are you guys down with Jesus? And we're like, what? Now, Eddie is a Catholic. Caesar, I think just by the fact that he's Mexican has to be Catholic. Uh, Jeff, Jeff is, Jeff is just a smidge religious. I think Sergio and I are the only ones that have no religious values in us whatsoever. I'm like a hardcore atheist. I think Sergio just doesn't give a shit. And we're like, uh, sure. And we're, we can't, it's not processing to us what's going on at the time. And this guy is just like, I love Jesus. I love him so much. You guys are awesome. And then traffic opens up, and we pull away. Not like, the only truck to do it, though. It's the only truck no. to like look at us. But there were a whole bunch of us passing by that were like giving like thumbs up, and yeah, yeah, shouting shit that we couldn't hear when they were passing yeah. by. Yeah, and this like, guy, so yeah, because this, this is the one we had to roll down the window because I had the heater blasting. Yeah, and this guy just leaned out and was talking to us, and we're like, we couldn't figure out for like. We were the biggest idiots because it took us like five minutes as we were driving up the five. It's like, <laughs> what was he talking about? And then Jeff puts it together. He's like, dude, you guys realize we have this gigantic fucking cross strapped <laughs> to the roof of this beater. And I'm like, oh, everyone thinks we're because when we took it down there, Eddie oh. wrapped it up. So you yeah. couldn't you could tell what it was, but you couldn't quite tell what it was. This time we didn't bother to wrap it up. It was just strapped and it's this giant silver cross. Like that is like it's six foot by like three foot yeah, thick. It was massive. Yeah, it was it, gigantic. Yeah. Like it took the whole like you can see it peek over the windshield. And <laughs> I'm like, oh fuck me. Like we look like we're we are the biggest like Jesus freaks on the face of the planet now. We're coming back. It, was it, lo- it looks like we're coming back from like some gathering <laughs> in Tijuana or something like that. And it, it, all the way, all the way but we were getting honks. People cheering. I'm like, oh. And what was yeah. funny though? Is it, it was funny. It was a hilarious. But what makes this so much more funnier is like every year at every convention you go to, and we were talking about this, remember? Yeah. Like there's mm. always the uh the, the Jesus, Jesus freaks. Jesus freaks that yeah. are out there holding the signs. And that's no different at Comic Con. It's no different at WonderCon. It's no different at any convention you go to. They're were always you out there? there on their megaphone and Bible thumping and 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 there's always the guys that are going to give them shit too. So there's like, you know, you'll have the guys that are like, you know, Jesus died for your sins. And then there's the guy that's going to walk up dressed as fucking uh, Obi Wan Kenobi who says like, you know, like, you know, holding up the Star Wars. You know, that's what he said. And <laughs> yeah, like, there's always going to be that guy. But it's fucking. Were hilarious. you there with me? What I would call my greatest, like, the I think would be the start mm-hmm. of me just embracing the asshole of it all. What we was were it? walking through Gaslamp, and we're coming back. I don't know if you were there or not. This might have been later, 
But this wasn't like the normal guys yeah, that with the yellow first, signs. Yeah. These were like more aggressive dudes with like the you're going to hell kind of thing. Well, there's there's two types. There's two types. There's the savior ones. They're just like, hey, like you got to jump in. And then there's the ones like mocking everybody going through. And they got the more mm-hmm. egregious, you know, religious signs. And I had an ass, like I was not having a great show. I think something had happened and I was pretty pissed off. And it might have been Caesar that was with me. This might have been the Scott Pilgrim year. And as okay. we're coming back, or no, it wasn't Scott. It was maybe the year before, a year after. It might be later on. But I was in like a weird, shitty mood because I got I got fucked over on like a panel or something, and I really wanted to see. And this guy was just screaming, and I walk up to him, and I just look at him for a minute. Panel you didn't make it into. No, I made it into that one. That was the year I stayed. That was the Tenacious D one. That was the okay, 12 okay. fucking panels I saw. I remember that year. I, don't I just remember going up to this guy. I'm like, hey, man, what blowjob are you not getting at home that you have to be out here screaming? And he looks at me. He's like, that's where you go? I'm like, no, that's obvious what is not going on. Like, <laughs> I'm like, dude, either your wife is fucking someone else behind your back, but it's clear you're not getting laid. And look, the rest of us aren't getting laid, but we accept it. You clearly have something at home that's not putting out. So yeah. that's the only reason you're here in a shitty mood. I'm like, I <laughs> I tossed him a quarter. I'm like, go find a whore. Go get blown and go <laughs> chill the fuck out. And I walked away. <laughs> that's so funny. So <laughs> we need to put that on a t-shirt. Right? <laughs> so I think like Oh! Think- oh, well, no, oh, here's the quote. Is- I'm I'm I I've I this after this last year, I'm seriously going to sit down and write this book about you know my years of Comic Con. But there was, <laughs> but the greatest quote, the summed up Comic Con. I think this is a good way maybe to end this episode. Um, so 2012, uh, they were. I was my big goal was to get into the Warner Brothers Legendary panel because they were going to show the first footage from Pacific Rim. And I'm like, I got to be there for that. I got up oh, at four. Of course you did. Yeah. Yeah. I got up at four in the goddamn morning. The panel was at like one o'clock at 1230. The, I was a hundred people away from getting in at 1230. Line guards, line guards said, there's not going to be any room. Wait, we're not going to let like, if, unless you're here for like one of the panels later in the day, the next panel, you're not getting in. Like, we're just telling you right now, we're being, I'm like, motherfucker. So half of us give up and go, because the Hobbit was there. That was the big thing everyone wanted to see was a Hobbit. So (laughs) I go back upstairs. I'm in a foul mood. So I sit down. I'm like, well, let me write up some stuff because Marvel unveiled some shit. And I'm just like, let me post something, get in a better mood. As I'm posting, I'm flipping through Twitter. And I see like, oh, well, the Pacific Rim footage is showing. I'm like, motherfucker. Fucking fuck. And then there's a there's like a minute beat, and then someone posted, Oh, the lights are going down. They said there's one more thing. Two minutes later, the post came up. Yeah, they just showed the first trailer for Godzilla. And I let up the I was Homer when he when Mr. Burns didn't thank him in the card. Oh yeah. For the chocolates. Can you leave the room? Yeah. I let up the biggest fuck. Like <laughs> yeah, motherfucker. So I was in a shitty mood all fucking day. Like, so okay. Sir, uh, George and Caesar and the rest of the group are, are off other places. It's now like seven thirty. The main floor, oh, yeah, yeah. the main floor is closed. Yeah, I'm upstairs in Nebraska. 
I'm upstairs in the hall between big six. So there's like an entrance section, and an exit section, and there's no one up there. And I need to charge my phone and there's like a bench. So I, I sat down, I texted the guys, Hey, this is where I'm at. Come meet me here. They're like, we'll take us like 20 minutes to get to you. So I'm charging my phone. I'm laying back. I'm kind of in a foul mood. There's four other dudes. They're at the far end of the hall. And this is a long hall. The hall's like half a football field. But it's quiet. You can hear cricket fart. There's like no one in there except these four dudes who are clearly playing Pokemon cards. And I'm like laying back on the bench. I got my eyes closed. And really but I'm awake. I'm not sleep. I'm not sleeping. I'm awake. And I can hear everything th- that they're talking about. And I catch the tail end of this conversation they're having. And it felt like I'm like, oh, this is clearly another group, like like you know, my old group. And I hear the one I hear this one kid go. Hey man, like there's a strip club doing um like cosplay night. We should go. And there's a pause, and what is clearly the leader of the group leans over. I can hear him and he makes a loud proclamation. Dude, this is Comic-Con. Fuck chicks and booze. I'm here for comics and toys. And I sat <laughs> up. Now that I'm like, my thing. God. Uh. I'm like, that's that's the opening of a book. I, that's what really started. Like that's the opening of the book. That is the that, that fear and loathing. Like he who makes a beast out of himself, you know, gets rid of the pain of being a man. I'm like, that's it right there. I'm I, like, I, I, I think I, I think immediately that told that to our friends. They're like, yeah, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, I think you should write that book. Not only because, like, I think it'd be interesting. <laughs> you've been doing it for so many years. Look what you've made of it. You've done the Kaiju Kingdom podcast. You've been on multiple other podcasts. You're doing yeah. something with it, and I think you've got great social media. I think you should really go forward and do something like that. Yeah. And I'm not just saying that because, like, I'm like, dude, I'm going to be named off like a motherfucker in this <laughs> And I can yeah. ride someone's coach. <laughs> yeah, I've been, mean to, I've been uh, mean to say thanks for all your help on the, well, we call it X now, but thanks for yeah. all the retweeting or re-Xing or whatever it's going to be now. Like, it's it's going to help on our social. But the question I've been asking, is it going to give it to you? X is going to give it to you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm for, I, for one, enjoy this new regime. Um, so I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm, I don't give but a shit. I think the new symbol is cool. I think, uh, is there anything else? I know, Mark, it was a lot of me and Chris talking and kind of you live. Oh, dude, I'm mind just, blown. And I'm yeah, loving this story. Is there anything else, like, like any questions you have? Yeah, anything like, for this, this year that you wanted to know or anything like that? I got two questions for you. Okay. Question yeah. number one: What is that T-shirt you're wearing? I've been seeing the Japanese <laughs> letters. Oh, this is my jet. It's my Jet Jaguar shirt from Monday. I thought it was Jet Jaguar. I was. Gonna, I thought it was Ultra. And for some reason, when I bought it, I thought the Jet Jaguar was on the front, and they put it on the back. I'm like, who puts shit on the back anymore? It's always about the front of the T-shirt because now, especially if you're at Comic Con, it gets covered up by the backpack. And I'm an overshirt kind of guy too. I wear a lot of overshirts, so in like, <sighs> I will say this: your look has not changed in all the years you went to Comic Con. No, I don't. I don't change okay. a lot, which is probably yeah. why I oh. live the life I live. <laughs> all right. And uh, question number two, mostly because I was always curious: um, Did you ever go to the Scum and Villainy Cantina, or have you seen the movies pop up over there? Because I knew they were doing one around Comic Con this year. I have not done. Usually with the Kevin Smith stuff, I'll do his panel, and um, I don't really do the pop-ups because I've gone to so much of his shit, but I have been to Scum... I went... We actually went to Scum and Villainy opening weekend. 
when it was still just a pop-up before it became a permanent fixture. And I got my glass and I got my coin that they said, you take this and you get back in. And that was before it was going to be a permanent thing. Scum and Villainy is fucking awesome. You can have the blue milk. I I tried everything. I tried every. I got Blitzkrieg that night. That's that <laughs> more of a question for George. You, yeah, uh, George. Actually, Caesar was there too, so he could tell you everything. Like I, yeah, I got I got lit oh. that night because I was having a good time. Yeah, so, I could. Um, oh, oh, because so, yeah, I tell Kurt so all the time. Uh, one of my dream trips is to go. Okay, like San Diego Comic Con is part of that, but one of my dream things to go do is watch the entire live action of Batman Beyond podcast there while enjoying the every drink, every every food item they have as possible. And hopefully, if it's around my birthday time, I wanted to ask Kevin Smith and Mark Bernard a question. I actually, I got I, not to one up you, but I actually did see Batman Beyond there. When it was still Fat Man on Batman. And yeah. it was literally 24 hours before Kevin had his heart attack. Wow. Oh, that's wow. crazy. Yeah. I didn't know you and, for that one. Yeah. And by the way, he wasn't, he had lost a shit ton of weight by that point, too. Like he wasn't thin now, but he had lost a lot of weight and he looked fine. And then the next night, you know, my uh, one of my friends pops up and he's like, Did you see this? And he's posting from the hospital. I'm like, Holy shit, I almost saw like that could have been like the last night ever because we went for my birthday. Yeah. And I was like, fuck. And that was where the like, all right, well, you're getting older too. You need to start making some changes, you fat fuck. So <laughs> uh, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah let's start, let's start yeah, fucking yeah, exercising yeah. and eating better. So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, uh, I think uh, this was a lot of fun, like reminiscing back. I know we didn't talk yeah. a lot about like what the news was that came out of Comic Con. There really wasn't much. There, there was wasn't a big thing. I, I yeah. went to the DC. I to Jim Lee. Episode, yeah. to I'll say this. I went to Jim Lee's panel, his DC panel, because he's doing what Joe Quesada used to do, the Cup of Joe thing, and he's kind of doing that version mm-hmm. of it, but it's a very DC industry panel. Yeah. And the main reason I went was because the Godzilla Kong versus Justice League news. Which we talked about, yeah, like which is why I was saying like there wasn't much to talk about because we did cover some stuff on the last uh, issue that we did. And yeah. so you can go check that out. That's in our archives. Uh, that was last week's episode. Yeah. So we did talk uh, about that. And I am super excited for that. Two things. Uh, one, right as they were doing the Godzilla pan- like the Godzilla portion, because it was going to ro- uh, close off the panel. Yeah. Uh, the fire alarm went off. <laughs> and we I posted a video of it, too. Uh, we almost had to evacuate. And then because and this was. The second time the fucking fire alarm went off in that convention center in two days because I went the night before to watch the Venture Brothers movie. Because yeah. as Sergio knows, we were there for the first we were there for the debut of Venture Brothers. <laughs> and this I hell be damned if I was gonna miss the, the closing of the Venture Brothers at Comic Con. I am uh, I'm a little jealous about that, buddy, because you know I was there from the beginning and Did you ever did you ever I tell him about that panel? Uh, I, I I haven't told MJ the story of that panel. That would be have to be for another time. Yes, save but, it. Uh, save it for another time. But I nearly, I nearly yeah. had, I I nearly disrupted. You nearly got us kicked out of the panel. Yeah, for how hard he was <laughs> laughing. So, uh, with that being said, guys, we hope you enjoyed this uh, issue of the podcast. Uh, uh, yeah, man, Chris, definitely something new. Us. No problem, guys. Thank you. 
and uh, hopefully we'll you know have you on more often than less. That'd yeah. be great. Yeah, and uh, I know we're going to post this on both your show and our show, but do you want to go ahead and drop your socials for our listeners? On yeah, this side? yeah. It's uh, the Kaiju Kingdom podcast. You can find us on Twitter or X, whatever it's called now, at the Kaiju Kingdom. Facebook.com slash the Kaiju Kingdom podcast. Instagram as well, at the Kaiju Kingdom. Uh, you can subscribe to my two shows that I have on there. They're both under the same feed. Um, under the Kaiju Kingdom podcast. So we have that main show. We have our sister show called Common Kaisers, where we re- where my friend Ari and I review more kind of cultish, sci-fi, horror, foreign stuff. It's mostly foreign uh, over giant monster stuff. And then um, I have a YouTube channel I'm trying to get shit up on, and that's just... That's a lot of work. I'm tr- I'm working yeah, my best yeah. on it. So yeah, we were we, we were thinking about doing a YouTube channel as well. Uh, that's kind of been put on a back burner as a lot of the stuff Surge talks about on the podcast. <laughs> Maybe a quick ban. So quick. Uh, yeah, the YouTube thing is kind of. Yeah. I'm I'm not as uh, polite on the mic as uh, the stuff I can get away with on like Spotify and Amazon. Yeah. So where you can find us, but MJ, let them know where they can find our show at. Okay, so you can reach us on Instagram and X. Yeah, you know, I'm going to go with X. Yeah, reach it. Yeah, you can reach us there at Calm Unchained, and we are available on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Apple Podcasts, Apple Play, whatever. Apple Podcasts and, now. Yeah, and Google Play. And uh, if you want to hit us up, you know, leave some recommendations, you can email us at comicsunchained23 at gmail.com. So... From us and Chris over at the Kaiju Kingdom, that's going to do it for us. And as always, guys, keep on reading.